Hello and welcome to uh, the second episode of the Below Z Level podcast. Um, my name is Rachel, and today I'm joined by uh, Amri. Hello. And Ananya. Hello. Um, and so we're recording on April 7th. And yeah, we'll just start off with some things that happened on this day in history. Uh, who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first, I guess, because uh, chronological. So on this day in 1770, William Wordsworth was born. And so basically he was an English poet, um, very famous. Uh, and he was, he was one of the starters of the Romantic Age in English literature, which I think personally is fantastic. Um, if we're going into war history, World War II, April 7th, 1945, the Allies saw their first major counteroffensive against Japan for Okinawa when they sunk one of the greatest battleships of all time, the Yamato. Ooh, that's a big one. And lastly, this isn't really on April 7th. However, you know, I'm just going to find a loophole and say um, time zones uh, and so essentially yesterday was the famed Ivy Day and if you don't know Ivy Day is basically the day where the Ivy Leagues or kind of the m most prestigious universities um, in the United States and in the world basically uh, release their decisions um, and you know students all over the world either rejoice or are extremely disappointed um but that brings us to our topic of today's discussion which is college admissions and the college admission scandal that happened in 2019 um so if you don't know what happened i'm just going to give you a general rundown in 2019 the fbi discovered that um there was this man called rick singer who was essentially um, getting really rich people's children into um, really big universities um, by it was kind of like a scheme where he had his foundation they would donate money to his foundation so it didn't seem suspicious and he would use the money given um, by them to essentially bribe athletic coaches I mean, for perspective, this was like literally like millions of dollars, right? And what he described like a side door, you know, like in terms of yeah, you know, bribing the schools and stuff and helping the elite. They also got in through SATs and ACTs, which is kind of funny considering how strict College Board and ACT are. Yeah, and so... Basically, his clients would be, you know, um, I think the most famous of them were uh, actresses Lori Loughlin and her um, and her daughter Olivia Jade, as well as Felicity Huffman. Um, and he also entertained a bunch of businessmen, lawyers, um, and those sort of people, people of really, um, you know, high social class, high income um, people. Uh, and the FBI caught on it. It was 
honestly, one I think the biggest scandal of 2019. Definitely. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it caused a lot of outrage and also sparked a discussion on, you know, college admissions and, you know, that whole shebang because it really is something that um, has changed over, I guess, the past few decades. And, you know, it just brought up the conversation about is university worth it? Um, is going to a big university worth it? And really, that whole um, imbalance in terms of the different people applying for universities, which I think is a really big issue nowadays as well. What are you? What are your guys' thoughts? I feel like big universities are nice. You get that name to it. But like, ideally, it makes no sense to go into extreme debt for something that when you join the workforce practically doesn't matter at all. Like if you're going into tech, yeah, you went to MIT or yay, you went to Harvard, but can you code? That's all that matters. I'm literally taking this out from the uh, um, the documentary, um, which is on Netflix, Operation Varsity Blues. I really suggest that you watch it. Um, yeah. It's fantastic in my it's opinion. It's also super impactful. Um, in kind of, you know, setting the scene for the entire scandal, basically. But um, one thing that was kind of said near the beginning of the um, the documentary was the word prestige and how it literally... Like, I mean, according to its etymology, it's like literally comes from like French, you know, the word illusion or like glamour. Deceit, and that's I think. Kind of Deceit also. Like linking into like the thing about the Ivies just kind of being there for glamour instead of education. Yeah, because if you think about it, um, I think lots of studies have shown that the Ivy Leagues compared to... Uh, good universities, regular universities kind of have an equal level of education. Like the stuff that you're learning there is pretty much the same as you would find in in like an above average university. But I think another big reason as to why people like going to Ivy Leagues is the networking connections, which I understand is a big part in, in terms of careers. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what university you go to, but more so what you do with the education, like what Emery, you just said earlier. But also something I find interesting about the Varsity Blue scandals is they're not Ivy Leagues. Not all of them are Ivy Leagues. They went to like USC, Wake Forest, which are all really good colleges, but they didn't aim for Ivy League specifically. So it's kind of just, why would you spend half a million dollar plus on going to USC, which I agree is a good college, but half a million is way more than the tuition you pay to go to that school yeah um i feel like another big part about what angered people surrounding this whole thing was the fact that you know it it just felt really massively unfair that these people were using their privilege as an advantage to you know set them apart and give them the ability to jump over the fences and just get straight to, you know, um, these colleges without much challenge. And I think that, like, that was a big thing because it, it just felt like col- getting into college was not was no longer about meritocracy, but just all about, you know, your, your connections. And 
and and I guess that kind of ruins the illusion of what most students have uh, about university. And I think, yeah, at the end of the day, university and college, that is a business. And I think that some people forget that. I feel like it shouldn't be a business. So like considering it from like a third point perspective, not as a student or not as someone who's planning on going to university at all, but like just the idea that knowledge has to be having a price tag on it seems kind of dumb. Like you're paying what 7k per semester and 7k is the cheapest in the US considering the price range. You're paying around 7k per semester just so you can have probably a minimum wage job or a little bit more than minimum wage just so you can have a life. It seems almost ironic that we're paying to get money. And and I think that another big issue is like that whole concept of student loans and being in debt for the rest of your life, which it, it's like if you look at the succeeding generations um, in the US, it's just more and more student debt that is being collected, which is a huge issue to be honest like you mentioned you're essentially paying uh, you're paying or you're letting go of money you're paying money to make money which yeah is a really ironic concept now these concepts are all attacking certain degrees or certain categories of degrees which you can't say one degree is more important than other but For example, if you want to go into med school, if you want to go into law school, if you want to go into art school, and art school is important considering art plays a huge role in all of our lives. But if you want to go to specialized schools, which are important to a certain extent in human lives, you're just paying more. Like you want to be a doctor? Well, you have to pay more. You're going to be more in debt, but you're trying to be an important part of society as well. So where... Why are we making doctors pay so much? Why are we making these figures that are so important to our daily lives pay so much just so they can help us, kind of? No, exactly. Um, I mean, uh, I think the kind of constant thought that's kind of like running through my mind through all of this is probably like the fact that I'm currently and we are all like currently high school students. So it seems like a huge waste. Like, I don't know if it's just me, but like, it's just, you know, you put in all of this work and stuff like that. And I do think that kind of seeing all of this, like, money talk and stuff like that is kind of discouraging in a sense, because it's like, you're putting all of this work, you know, all of this work while you're still, you know, in your secondary education, just so that you can kind of get into these prestigious schools. But to some extent, um, I know I'm diverting the conversation a bit, but it's kind of about class at the end of the day, and that you know that would that could include you know the uh, your economic standpoint, your race, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And and I think um, another thing is there's like frustration in that whole sense of elitism that surrounds these prestigious universities, um, and also the points that you make about social class, race, ethnicity. I mean, there's also a whole conversation about affirmative action, but I think that that's a conversation for another day because that's also really heavy. But, um, you know, the points I was making about elitism, I hate how nowadays people look down upon people who 
aren't aiming for Ivy Leagues or people who are applying to, you know, um, other good universities, but not at the same, you know, prestigious level. And it's like people are looked down upon as not being as ambitious as those who apply to Ivy Leagues. But, you know, you have to realize that's not everything about it. Like, um, I feel like one of the main reasons people apply to Ivy Leagues at this point is for the bragging rights, which is really disheartening because the whole point about universities um education right and so it, it the, the whole idea of what university is nowadays is totally shifted um it's really less about the education and more about just the name there's also that thing with especially ivy league universities where you have to pay around like a hundred dollars to apply just to apply like you don't even have to get accepted just applying for that university Filling out that application form and sending your essay, you have to pay around hundred plus dollars. And especially when you're in schools where everyone else around you, or like you're within that community where everyone else around you is applying to Ivy Leagues, you're kind of forced into that, oh, if I don't apply to an Ivy League, I'm not as good enough. Or if I don't apply to an Ivy League, I'm not smart or I'm going to make fun of. So there's also that weird peer pressure building up on applying to Ivy Leagues or applying to really good universities and even trying to get into those universities. Because when you see that, oh, all my friends got into like this university, but I got rejected, you kind of get that, am I good enough? Am I smart? Was everything I like did for the past four years even useful? Was everything I spent like almost 12 years of education doing going to end up with me getting rejected to a school that everyone else got accepted to? Yeah, and I think that's really a big issue about how much these, you know, this whole process and um, universities in general have impacted mental health and have impacted, I think, um, self-esteem around people because I think people rely on it to rely on it too much as a definition of success that it causes them to break down once they don't reach that point. And and I think that it's important that people realize that, you know. Even if you do get into these big universities, that does not mean that you're going to be set for life. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going going to be successful. And it really matters what you just do with the stuff that you've learned at university. Because what's the point of going to a big university when you're not able to um, take the education and take the stuff that you've learned and apply it in the workforce? Um, Have you guys ever watched... Uh- I don't know, but I, I don't know if it's like Jubilee or Cut or something like that. But like on YouTube, you know, there's like those videos with like people yeah. from like different things. But there's this one um, video, Middle Ground. I I think it's Middle Ground. Yeah, like they have like people in like two different sides of the room, and you have to like come to the center if you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. but recently I watched. There's one... some good episodes. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. Uh. Recently, I watched one about community college students versus um, Ivy League students. And I think one thing that I found quite interesting was the fact that, like, um, it seemed to me, at least, that they were, like we mentioned before, they were getting, like, almost, like, very, like, similar levels of education. Um, And, you know... But the only difference was that the community college students, it seemed that they were just a lot more uh, unsure of themselves, a lot more, you know, a lot more um, reserved in terms of, you know, 
talking about the fact that they're from a community college, whereas for the Ivy League students, um, it was kind of like part of their identity was like something to like, you know, wear on their sleeves. And I, I think it really kind of does like beg the question, like, is it good? Is it good to have that like competitiveness that we were talking about? Um, like, do you think it like fosters something within students? Or is it just like absolutely detrimental? Because I personally, I feel like you could like argue both ways. I don't know. Before I respond to that, I would just like to say I feel like my favorite episode of that middle ground series is the anti-vaxxer one because <laughs> it was just so hard, but also amusing to watch. Um, many interesting points. Oh, my fave was the um, flat earthers. Yeah, the flat earthers are amazing. It's oh, that was like pure comedy. I felt so bad for the scientists. They just looked like they wanted to punch someone in the face. That whole episode. I feel like another one that was pretty interesting to watch was the episode about like gun owners versus anti-gun people. I think that was like a really introspective one um, and more serious than some of the other ones that I've watched because I think there was one about the like religious leaders versus Satanists and there was this one character. Um, but I'm that's besides the point. Um, yeah, interesting that you bring up that fact about how, you know, community college students were kind of reserved in telling people that they were from a community college however you know ivy league students like ivy league students are the ones that like put the name of their university in their bios on instagram it's like kind of like a big deal right if you're in an ivy league and so yeah it does bring up a question is it good that there's some sort of competitiveness when it comes to like ivy leagues or is it detrimental i can see both sides but i'm kind of more on the side of the whole um it being bad because I don't think that that's what it sh- that that's what university should be about. It, it shouldn't be about the names. It shouldn't be about like oh, but I went to this university. I went to that university. It should be about like oh, but I learned this and I can do this. And um, here are my skill set. You know, so I I think that it's I I I I can see to some extent why you know, it could be useful in a, in a sense that, you know, it pushes people to be the best they can be. But at the same time, overall, I don't think it's good for anyone's mental health. I'm also with you on that where it's like, is it really that necessary? Because I'm going to bring my experience with universities. So I applied to universities. I applied to four of my in-state colleges. I got accepted to three. I got rejected by one. So the one that I got rejected was that university everyone from Florida kind of wanted to go and I guess seeing that rejection letter it was kind of just like what did I do wrong what could I've done better and I didn't really think of oh I got accepted into these other three what came to my mind was oh you got rejected and you kind of like before you apply to universities you kind of build up a life around that university you're just like oh if I go to this place I can do this I can do that I get to study this I get to study that and then mm-hmm. when you get rejected all of that came crumbling down you kind of just you're kind of just like wait 
what was all that for? Like, what did I spend the last four years of IB doing? What did I spend the last four years of volunteering, extracurriculars? What was all that for? But kind of like taking a deeper look into it, you kind of realize that university wasn't fit for me. Like it wasn't, at least for me, from my perspective, the college I'm going into current, I'm planning on going to currently is a better fit since it has a better biology biology program compared to the one I got rejected from but at that point because that university was so prestigious in Florida getting rejected was kind of just like the end-all be-all and I feel like for a lot of students like I had I got rejected from a state school not like an Ivy so like when you're when you think you have what it takes to be in be in like an Ivy student you kind of just have a bigger vision like you're like oh if I get into an IV I can do this if I get into an IV I probably can do that but when you get rejected all of that comes crumbling down and you kind of lose that sense of like self even before you go to that university and I think you make a great point about like what matters most is the fit because you know I think that that whole concept is really overlooked nowadays in terms of admissions where you know people forget that the 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 area where you're going to be staying, the community there, you know, accessibility to stores, um, uh, I guess, like, how how urban the area is, is something that gets overlooked as well, because you could be going to a big university, but you could also hate where the university is at. You could also hate the weather of the area. And I think those factors are you know, really important as well and should be considered. Yeah, just a quick tip if you're applying for universities. If you don't like the weather there, don't go. Like, it's four years and if you go to, like, specific schools or if you're taking a specific major, it's probably even more than that. Like, four plus years of living in a weather you hate so much. Why would you do that to yourself? That's like staying in Florida. It's totally not worth it. Oh, also, can I just say, um, I would like to congratulate Amri on your, uh, you know, the ones that you got. Congratulations. Full ride. Full ride. Also, look how much you're paying for your universities, because personally, if you go into a full ride to one university, take it. Full ride is amazing. Like, you might as well go the tuition, there. No tuition is like a huge debt off you. Like, imagine having to pay, like, 30k plus. I can't. I wouldn't want that. No, for real, though. Like, I actually, you bring up, like, a really interesting thing that I just, that just brought back, like, a thing. I've known people who've gotten, like, really, like, large percentages of scholarships. I don't really know how scholarships work, but sorry. But, uh, you know, they've, like, gotten very large amounts of money from their tuition kind of paid off from certain schools that really want to have them but they will they would rather go to a school with you know a big name which won't do that for them and I think at that point it's like are your priorities straight (laughs) sorry I definitely did not phrase that right but you know it's like because I mean let's think about the end goal right your end goal is to get money let's be honest your end goal is to get money most of the time you know you want to get a job and stuff so is it smart to spend more money 
I'm just going to bring up like a weird relationship paradigm. If consider like a toxic ex and like your current boyfriend, if your current boyfriend is paying you full tuition, but your toxic ex looks better, you're not going back to your toxic ex. <laughs> you're not supposed, <laughs> you're not supposed that's, to go. That's a really funny analogy. You're not supposed to go to the school that's probably going to make you depressed, completely in debt, or but has a good name. Or I think, I think actually this is a better analogy. For an example, you have someone that you're crushing on for a very long time and it's like, your ideal person, someone that you want to be with. But then here comes along another person who's just as good as a fit for you and is also willing to pay for your full tuition. You might as well go with that person instead of going with the person that you've been building an image around who might not even deliver, you know, that. That's like a thing in psychology, right? Like illusion, like what's it called? Like, you know, uh, you try to kind of build a positive illusion around something okay um but yeah um anyways i don't want to work that hard for a school i don't know maybe that's just me like i do want to i want to get into a good school i want to get into a school that's going to offer me a good education but i don't know if i'm you know want to go through all that pain and struggle you want to work hard but not that hard yeah work smarter not harder (laughs) work smart work smart not harder yeah and so that concludes our discussion. Um, I think it was very productive and I think that we've covered a lot of points that I've really been wanting to talk about. Um, and so, yeah, to cap off today's episode, we're going to be leaving you guys with some recommendations. Um, who wants to start? Um, I can go first. So quick recommendation. If you're applying to college in U.S. specifically, look into QuestBridge applications they offer really, really good tuition. So like they give really good scholarships at like really good colleges. So I know a lot of my classmates went through QuestBridge and they got to U Chicago, Stanford. So if you're low income or if I think they do out of state tuitions as well, but look into QuestBridge. That's a great That's a really recommendation. recommendation yeah. This is less informative, more just for fun, but there was a point in time where I wanted to study music um, for university. I wanted to get into a conservatory because I sing and I play the piano. And one piece that's been on my mind for a while has been Ballad Number no. 1, which is a relatively popular piece by Chopin. Um, and it's super good. It's like probably my favorite piano composition of all time. And it's really great. And I think you guys should check it out. Um, I suggest, uh, I think... This is like not super related to what we um, discussed today, but I do definitely suggest reading the book called I Have a Dream by Rashmi Bansali. I think that there's something that everyone can take from it. Um, You know, it's kind of in relation to, you know, like futures, viewpoints, et cetera, et cetera, and what you want to do with your life. Yeah, and so that is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and we hope you were able to take something away from um, our discussion. Uh, See you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.